Welcome to Behind the Body, the ultimate podcast exploring all things health, fitness, and lifestyle for women of all ages. Join your hosts, Andrea and Anna, as they bring you expert insights, personal anecdotes, and practical tips to help you live your best life. Whether you're a fitness enthusiast or just starting out, Behind the Body has got you covered. So grab your headphones, turn up the volume, and let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Behind the Body. Have you ever been walking down the street or on Instagram and see a woman that you feel like is really attractive, maybe has the body type that you want or six-pack abs, and you think to yourself, man, she's lucky? Well, we know better that it's much more than be or have luck, right? Yeah. Is it luck or is it hard work? Or maybe both. Or maybe both. And that's what we're going to talk about today because we all fall victim to looking at somebody thinking, gosh, they're so lucky, or they must have really good genetics. And that might be true, but a lot more goes into it than just genetics. Definitely, definitely. The genetic plays part, you know, when you were talking about body composition. But uh, if you only, you know, have a good genetic, but you don't do your part, you're not going to be looking amazing, phenomenal. You know, may you're not going to gain uh, weight by eating wrong, but you're definitely not going to be in your 100% if you don't do your part. Yeah. And I think that when we talk about genetics versus hard work, or let's say it this way, when we talk about somebody who's successful, and I think this can apply to like anything, whether you're talking about intellect, education, job, intelligence, fitness, physique, this can apply to all of them. Of course, for the sake of this episode, we'll be talking about physique, but there are three areas I think that make up success. Genetics undeniably plays one big role. How genetically gifted or blessed are you in the specific area in which you're trying to work? Your environment, and this could be a lot of different things like your economic position, your background, how you grew up, were you raised with the tools or resources or opportunities to be successful, right? And then number three is hard work. And I think when you look at all of these and combine all of these with the ideal characteristics, then you can achieve that outcome that you're wanting, right? That luck that you see that somebody else has. And we'll talk about some examples because I don't think that it means you can, without a doubt, get to that level if you have all of those three areas aligned, but you can be your best self. And that is the thing. Sometimes we have a very, very high stand and we want to get it to the point. I'm talking about more physical right now. We want to get it that kind of shape, but genetically your body is different. But you can improve your physique so much and get it pretty close or get a totally different physique than the one that you wanted, but it's still an amazing physique proportional, and the best for yourself. Let's talk about areas in which we feel genetics has played a positive role in our bodies and our experiences. I can say that if we could mix ourselves, we're going to have the best. <laughs> we would be the hottest oh my woman ever if we could combine this. People are going to, you know, kill us on the street. <laughs> now, it is, it is true because we do have the opposite. She has an amazing physique. Talk, talk about yours first because I can talk about yours. <laughs> <You> bitch. <laughs> 
I love you so much. Let's talk about your physique and how genetically blessed you are and also where maybe you are not genetically blessed and how that has like hurt, not hurt you, but like how has that maybe- Gave me a hard time. Yeah, gave you a hard time and maybe set you back from like- goals. When I started competing, doesn't matter how heavy I was, how fat I got, my lower body always were looking good. That means my hands was always there, my glutes, I didn't have too much fat on these areas. But in other hands, my waist up, I was like SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> I had so much inflammation, so I struggled with like the bloating and the fat, my fat, uh, my storage fat is on my belly and on my arms. I had a very hard time to build in shoulders and upper body size. I'm not genetic, blessed on this area. If you see my daddy, he has an amazing legs. He's 70 and he likes, but he doesn't have too much upper body. You know, it's something that we need to work very hard to get. So that is the thing. I always was very good at my lower body, but I into the last day of my prep, my struggle was to get a more volume definition in my upper body. Mm-hmm. So that is the thing. I'm genetically blessed in my lower body, but in the opposite of my upper body. So thank God that I, when you work hard, you improve and you can get better. Well, we'll talk about hard work in a second because I want to set the stage with your. Yeah. And I think that saying that you just don't gain weight in your lower body is like not only do you not gain <laughs> have fat in your lower body, but you have like the nicest booty. Like oh, ever. I love it's you. amazing. It's what I and many of us aspire to. And on the flip side of that how we say that if we can combine our two bodies, we would make up a really attractive female body, (laughs) you know, like move over Giselle, right? Because we would be like walking that runway. No, I'm just kidding. But I genetically am not blessed with good glutes. I have a long glute muscle. And so it prevents me from having like a high and tight round booty. And this is something that I've always struggled with. And that when I look at my family genetically, I'm like, okay, well, this is the hand I was dealt, right? And so building that area has always been tough for me, but we'll talk about how hard work has played into that. But on the flip side, I have always managed to maintain like a relatively flat six pack stomach, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm ready, God. <laughs> I can be the next one. You know, I was holding a six pack that I was ready burning, but a six pack has a little while. So it's six, a six fat and a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. But I want to say that was that's genetics. I'm sure it is genetics. But when I look at my family, none of them, because they're all severely overweight, have six-pack abs. I've never seen any of them with six-pack abs. But genetically, I have a long torso and I have been working out since I was really young. And it just is one of the places I do not store a lot of body fat. Yeah, I have a short torso, I think is one of the reasons. Any one pound there looks like 10. Yeah, it's true, right? But I also gain weight all over my body. So I look naturally bigger all over when I I gain weight. To be honest, I never met nobody with the whole body that I can say, okay, you are genetic, blessed in your whole body. You have a perfect body. You don't need to improve anything. 
I never see. Well, and first of all, that's subjective, right? So like... It's depending your goal, exactly. for sure. And but it depends I, what you like, what you look at and are attracted to. about, you know, be and have a symmetric body where you have... Your body is proportional, you know, your upper body proportional with your lower body and you are not with your body fat in the high level, yeah. let's say that way. Mm -hmm. I never see no one like, okay, you don't need to do a cardio, you can eat like fast food every day, you can eat all the sugar. No, even the skinny girls, they were skinny fat when they didn't have a good habit. They didn't gain weight because genetic, it is hard for them. The metabolism and then is involved other things, but they also doesn't have muscle. It's hard for them to build in muscle. So that is the thing. And I think it's what we want to talk today. Don't give excuse when you see someone looking good, walk around you. Everything needs to be, is together. You need to eat good, but you need to also drink water, sleep good, work out. Well, that's part of the hard work. So let's, yes. let's save that because I want to talk about the hard work that goes into this when we see somebody who we think is genetically blessed or, yeah. or somebody who is not. Let's talk about how the environment plays into your success, your let's say, physique success, right? Because I think that we both have experiences of how our environment shaped the way we look today. For example, I had a group of friends when I was very young, like 13, 14 years old, who went to the gym. They were an older group of friends. So I started going to the gym at like 13, 14 years old was when I got my first gym membership. So because of that, I grew up in an environment or at least socially was in an environment that promoted weightlifting and cardio and overall health. I'm lucky enough to have had the opportunity to play sports when I was younger. So while I may not have consciously thought about like, oh, okay, like this is going to help my physique goals, my environment produced an opportunity for me to have that mindset and to be surrounded by people like that. On the flip side, somebody could have been raised without those opportunities to play sports, without the opportunity to go to the gym. Maybe they didn't have enough money. Maybe they didn't have the guidance from friends or family. Maybe they didn't live in an area where you know they could play sports or they had a gym or any of those opportunities, right? And I feel like it's similar with you, especially coming from Brazil, because health and fitness is such a huge part of the culture there. Yeah, definitely. Especially because I come from a city that has beach and it's very hot. So you are naked half time of uh, your day and that is make you see yourself a little bit different for sure the environment it's or make you do or make you don't do it yeah. at all. That's actually a good point because we lived in St. Louis for a few years and then in Boston for a, f a few years and for any of those watching born and raised in Southern California and live here again. But when it's cold out, when it's snowing, when it, or when it's even like super hot and humid, you don't want to go outside. You don't want to exercise. You don't want to leave your air conditioning or heated car or air conditioning or heated house. You want to stay put. And I gained a lot of weight during those times living there. So and that it's so cold, so you are always, you know, covering yourself so you don't see the reality. And exactly. when you finally start to get a little bit warm, you see what happened. That happened you to me. You start to take the layers off and you're like, oh, oh, got a few more layers on under here. The first time that I gained weight in my in my life was when I moved and I live in Georgia. And I there is very, very cold. And I remember 
I can like I destroyed my body. I was nine months without workout because everything was pretty new for me. And the last thing that I was thinking about was about how I was looking. I was trying to survive in and learning anything that I could in a short time so I couldn't have a better opportunity here. And it was very hard because it was cold and, you know, all the comfort food and all the, the clothes holding, you know, uh, covering myself. And when I saw, I was in shock. I was like, oh my God, I put myself back to the gym and I made a promise. I don't care if can be snow outside. I'm doing something for me because that feeling was very hard because never happened before. And I was 28 and I was like, oh my God, what did I do? You know? And yeah, I think that it was because a hundred percent because the environment I was, you know, my brothers, they also had like bad, bad habits with kids and eating processed food, too much sweetness. And I was only going with the floor. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. I know, but it, it's, it's, it consumes you before you can even recognize what's going on, especially when it comes to your environment. And I think most people can relate. I live in a household where my husband barely works out. He could and does eat a thousand cookies every single night. He does not manage his diet very well or he doesn't give it a lot of consideration. And so there's always junky food in our house. So if I was to let my environment get the best of me, I would fall subject to eating those same things or being in those same habits, especially when he's like, you know, when we do once in a while go work out together, or at least are planning on it, sometimes he'll be like, oh, why don't we just not, you know, do X, Y, Z instead? And it's so easy to succumb to that. For sure. Because before we start to do it, we don't want to do it. So before the workout, we're like, oh my gosh. Everything else sounds better than going to work out. For sure. And it's so hard. I struggle with the same. Thank God that I'm changing Alan, I know. Because he wants to change, not because. Yeah. And I'm changing Adnan too. Yeah. Mostly because I want our... him to. <laughs> not because he really wants to, but yeah. because I want him to. He's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Because we also, we have a two kind of environments as the same house. So we, we pray to our <laughs> side be stronger, but it is hard. Yeah. It is so hard. And yeah, I grew up, for me, it was different. I grew up with my, everyone from my family. My dad is 70. He looks better than most of the... He does look amazing. He's pretty healthy. And he plays soccer four times a week. He Actually, he goes to the gym four times a week and plays soccer two, three times a week. And he eats pretty good. He has his beer every day. I'm not going to lie. It's all about balance. Exactly. But yeah, so my entire life, I did a sport. I grew up with this environment and it was the friend that brings my friends to do it. Yeah. For example, now if one friend want to hang out with me, she's going to work out with me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, now that's how that's how it is because it's such a prevalent part of our life, you know? And yeah. we now, I look at it as like providing or creating the environment for those around us who maybe didn't have that or aren't used to that to help make them better, not just aesthetically, like help happier, healthier people from the inside out, right? Definitely. And I think our, again, our goal here is be your health environment. So if you're looking for support, it's what we here to make you say like, okay, I'm not alone. You know, I'm struggle with them. So we are the same boat. I was talking with one with the uh, one of my girls, uh, my clients about 
you know, she's in a new relationship and her boyfriend can eat pizza and everything in front of her. And she has struggling to keep her shape because, of course, she does eat with him. She's in love. Everything's new. They're the going all to these restaurants. They're doing all this fun stuff. And yeah, that's why they say when you're happy, you know, when you're your happiest, you gain weight because yeah. you just are like living your life, you know. Your and if, if she was so frustrating. She was crying to like... I told him that I needed, he helped me. And I told her, you make your choice and he makes his own choice. You need to be strong enough to see him making his choice and you still make your own choice. Because it's, at the end of the day, even Adam is trying to do better. He's still having his chocolate. We live a night and day life in the way that we eat and focus on or prioritize working out and fitness. We are, we couldn't, we're polar opposites. <laughs> it's amazing. We work out, we work the way we do. I love yeah. it so much, but it's, yeah, we're polar opposites. And that's the perfect advice is like, you are on this path. You are your, an individual human being. You are not reliant upon somebody else for helping you be the person that you want to be. Sure, other people influence us and we're they're part of our environment that we're talking about, but ultimately we make the decisions for ourselves. And I think that's where we can transition to the hard work part because the hard work is not only physical, but it's the mental aspect. And just to give you a, a tip or advice like I gave to her, what I do is I make sure I'm never, never hungry when I round Alan, his food and everything. I make sure if he's going to order something that I'm not going to eat because it is not part of my goal. It is not my day to have the pizza or whatever. I'm going to eat before the pizza arrives because when you're not hungry, you can control better your mind. But if you're like oh, pushing yourself, oh, I don't want to eat that and keep pushing yourself, be hungry, you're going to end up eating the pizza. So... You know, to survive in the environment that is sometimes is opposite to our goals, we need to be smart. So I think that it's a good decision, like a good thing to do to try be strong and survive, even the environment is not toward your goals. Yeah, I think that's amazing advice. And uh, while you're saying that, I'm like, yes, a hundred percent that helps. And. I started to think about what I do and I probably even mentioned it in a previous episode, but if there is something I'm in front of me that I really want to eat, I ask myself, how will I feel afterwards and will it have been worth it? And usually the answer is no. If I mean, of course, I, I when I'm not in prep, I indulge in foods. Okay. It's not like I'm just like, I can't eat pizza. But even when you do, you cannot do every day, exactly. every time that you want. Not Certainly not like my husband or like the people in my environment. So I ask myself, will I regret this afterwards? And if the answer is yes, and then I say, okay, then what can I do now to appease myself so I don't feel at risk of eating this? So like there's, you know, chew some gum or I'll make some tea with like some stevia or something like whatever, something to like help. Make me. your make your mind busy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forget about it. It's true. I we mean, are not kids anymore. <laughs> it is. It's, it's the mental part. So when we talk about, okay, we have the genetics, we have the environment, now we need the hard work. And that is something that I think is liberating because we can control that. I mean, it's not easy by any means, but the concept is pretty simple. If we want something, we put in the work to do it. And so 
I'll give the example about how it makes sense to me when I'm thinking about my genetic you know, limitations. So we talked about the glutes. I have a long glute muscle. It's really hard to build high and tight glutes like I've like yours, like I've always wanted. So I, I thought to myself, never, I'll never have them. Why even try? So I don't, you know, I'm like, okay, at least I have abs. At least I have some upper body, like, okay, my legs are fine, but like never will have high and tight glutes. So genetically, I'm not blessed. I'm I'm batting a low average. But then I think about my environment. I'm like, okay, I have access to a gym that has all of the best glute equipment in San Diego. And I have access to a trainer who has the best ass and the best programming to help me build mine. Okay. So that's my environment. So I seek out the environment that's going to help me. And then comes the hard work. Now it's up to me also to show up and put in the work and do the research and take progress pictures and take measurements so that I am tracking progress towards my goal. And I have the right program, right place to help make that happen. And I I think you are a perfect example about what we're talking today. Because when I, when I met you, you definitely already was doing a very, very hard work. But I wasn't working nearly as hard as I am now. For sure. I wanted a nice ass. I always have wanted it. And I was always working, working it. But I never put in the level of work I do with you since I started working with you. Uh, Not even close. I'm glad I'm glad you can help your environment in a positive way. And why I think you want an example, because you could say like, okay, my genetic is not good for that. So if I'm going to stay at the bodybuilding, me, I'm going to move to figury and, you know, work on my good points to become like great and forget about my genetic is not that good. But you didn't do that because you want to be bikini and you didn't pick the easy way. You decide to challenge yourself. And I remember when you told me that your goal was to get the best glute that you could. I And I told you, I promise you, you're going to get it. And to see your progress pictures, I think you should. Yeah, I'm going to. I'm like even embarrassed to go through my archive of pictures to pic- to get my butt picture from like, you know. I will post. It, I will, will, it will forever be on the Internet. But I, but I think I, I mean, I will. I'll try to find a picture that that demonstrates. I have it. <laughs> the progress that I've made. But even this, besides competing, I wanted to have the best butt I could possibly have. That was the goal. You talk a lot about about getting a trainer and I never had a trainer before I decided to focus on bodybuilding and work to build my glutes. And I'm like, well, I obviously need some help there. But that's like such a huge part of successful environment because it's helping my mind frame and it's helping my education and it's allowing me to practice patience because you're there with me. You know what I mean? So I guess when somebody is like, oh, well, you know, I'm limited in my environment. I'll never, you know, I'll never have the body composition I want or I can never get there. 
Well, you can create the environment to help you get there. And and that could be getting a trainer, somebody to hold you accountable, somebody to provide you with the guidance, with the form, with the exercises, with the motivation, you know, all of these things that are advantageous to having you there with me to grow myself. And if I didn't have you, would I get there? Maybe because I do have the determination and the hard work, but it's taking me long now. I mean, it's taken us like two and a half years to get to this level. I mean, it would have taken me double that without you. And it's what I like to call, instead of thinking about the hard work, thinking about the smart work. I think we are so used to if the hard needs to be hard need to be, need to bring tears, you need to suffer, you need to this, you need to that. And what I've been learning is when you're smart, you can work hard without this hard thing. And I think it's what we are doing. At the beginning, we we already, I think we already has done all the kinds of exercise and we're still figuring out what is best for your body, what's bringing more results. And that is the thing when I say that you're have like you are putting a lot of work on because it's a lot guys it is not only go to the gym and have an hour workout with me or by herself it's about prepping her food it's about to program her day you know like what time she gonna sleep what time she gonna work what time she gonna do court what time she gonna cook everything because all these things that she does help her to help her genetic because when people look at me look at me it's like oh but you have a beautiful body you're genetic okay let me go eat whatever i want Mm -hmm. and you're gonna see my beautiful body how it's gonna look like exactly and it's why i'm like 38 years old and i feel very good and i can tell that you know the 20 years old girls right now it is just i don't know i see this other generation a little bit more we still have the group that is athletic, but without these filters, all these, we didn't have these back the days, right? No, we didn't have, like, even we didn't have the prevalence of, like, social media back then. We didn't grow up with it. And so now people spend so much time looking at, you know, comparing themselves on the internet and using filters to make themselves look different. And they're all doing it sitting on their couch, you Instead know? Instead, you go and do your your part. Another way you'll be a good example, your family, most of your family, right, is overweight and you are not. Genetically, probably, I'm just, you, if you like, don't watch what you eat, you're probably going to be, yeah. it's going to be easy for you to gain weight, but that is not the excuse to you to gain weight. No, and you're absolutely right. I am predisposed to gaining weight very quickly and to to being overweight, but I put in the hard work and create the environment to change that disposition. Also, I recently, you called me last weekend when I was like geeking out, I was watching that documentary on Netflix, The Blue Zones. It's like a four part series, I think, or something. And the journalist goes to all the blue zones in the world where they have the highest number of centurions, people who live over a hundred years old to see what their habits are, what their way of life is, what their genetics may be. And it's so fascinating because really when it comes down to it, and we always say we want to live to like 110, you know, I want to live like a very healthy life until I'm 110. And what these, what 
was determined, and of course, I'm sure more research needs to be done, but what this series determined was that it's not genetics, it's the way of life, it's your environment, it's that these people spend a lot of time socializing with people who are like-minded, they spend a lot of time active, walking, walking up hills, riding horses, doing yard work, staying physically active, you know, they enjoy healthy foods to include wine, by the way. So I can't wait to get back to it. (laughs) So wine, but they also have like fresh foods from the gardens and they eat, you know, a relatively not perfectly healthy, but relatively healthy ingredient foods, you know, like single ingredient foods. And, and I was thinking to myself, all of that is determined by decisions that they make, not genetics. They literally create this environment over time, day after day in order to live their best, healthiest lives and tend to live over a hundred And uh, I was watching also something about how when you watch news and you get like, like what is happening right now, right? You get so sad, you get emotional, so draining. That makes your immune system drop. So for five hours after you had access uh, anything like that, make your immune system going down. So if you, for example, on this five hours, you be connected with something. You can get sick just by feed yourself with a bad news, something that makes you sad. I'm not saying don't watch news anymore. It's not that, but it's about the environment. If you are always with the bad energy, listen to bad things, you're going to be sick because our body, it is the way that it respond. And it's why I believe like when you have like a lot of stress, you know, it, this kind of stressful environment, you're not going to live too long or too good. So it's what I cut off in any people that is toxic in my life. I think I cannot handle. That's so, it's so important when you consume so much negativity in your life, it can make you sick. It can break down your immune system. But at the very basic level, it can change your mood, it can change your mindset, it can change your outlook on just the basic things, you know? And it's, again, not to say that you shouldn't watch the news and there's a lot of important information, but I would say consider how much you spend either watching the news or like scrolling through the news on social media because you may not even realize it, but you could be taking in so much negative information that it just makes you feel in a funk. And again, I think we talk about genetics, we talk environment, we talk about hard work. I can say this confidently, nobody will be 100% successful without a combination of all three of those things. And even to say there's an anomaly out there, probably not. If you think of anybody who is highly, highly successful in the top one or even the top 10% of their game, they are executing a combination of all three of those. And I just also want to say, if you are not genetically blessed in any area of your life, there is an amount of hard work and an amount of a shift in your environment that you could change to get you in that 10%. As long as you have patience, as long as you have resilience, and as long as you are going after the right goals that are going to be really fulfilling to you so you can keep up that cadence. I agree. I think we need first to, you know, to understand what we want, set up a goal, you know, like a daily goal and make sure you are living in the environment that is going to be good for you. Don't let the excuse be stronger than your goals. 
Don't look to nobody, nobody, anybody. You're gonna look up and you're gonna say like, this person is perfect. Probably no stress, look amazing, the body. That is not real. We always struggle with something. We genetically blessed in this area, but in the other area, we are not. At the end of the day, we need to put in some work if we want to improve in anything in life. And the same thing about the environment. Choose where you want to be. You know, be with people, watching, study, read things that are going to make you better. Not the opposite. Don't like give uh, support for your skills. That makes sense? Yeah. Don't like feed yourself with like, for example, my genetic is not good. Out my family is, you know, overweight. So you watch out this People talking about this and make this feels like you're okay, you're okay, you can eat more. So that is delicious. That is, if you're not feel you you don't want that, go and look for a better a better environment. Even is out of your house like Andrea did. Go watch things that are gonna make you wanna be better, do better, and have a better life. Because at the end of the day, when you're happy, even you're going to see, even if we see any good woman looking good, and say like, oh my gosh, she does it. She looks hot, but we know. I say good for her because I know her. how fucking hard that is. Good exactly. for you. And it's also interesting. I think that's a great point to end on. And I think it's interesting when you do put in that higher hard work, when you do create that environment, you have such a sense of self-confidence that you only want to celebrate other beautiful women. You don't want to wish you were them. Because you're you, happy. You're never going to say, oh, she's luck. You're going to say like, oh my gosh, she's, she worked hard. Exactly. Because we know better. It's what we are talking about. Are you going to be sorry for yourself or are you going to be proud of yourself? And the only way to be proud of yourself is work hard and set to find the skills and put it on the genetic or environment or whatever. You know, we're here to be better. In order to get better, we need to work harder. We hope we're part of your environment that at least we just sit here and speak honestly like friends, you know, and create a community where you feel like you're not alone and bring some light and awareness to maybe areas you haven't thought of. So let us be part of that environment for you and you are for us. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. <laughs> Please leave any comments or questions below. We'd love to hear from you. And follow us on our Instagram at Behind the Bod. And we will talk to you next time on Behind the Body. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Behind the Body, the podcast that's all about helping women prioritize their health and wellness. Remember, small steps can lead to big results and progress, not perfection, is the goal. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube and let us know what topics you want us to cover next. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time on Behind the Body.